Hey guys, welcome back to Cut for Time, a podcast of Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. I'm your host, Claire Kingsley, and on today's episode, we are interviewing Anne-Marie and Steve Shambaugh. And um, you guys, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thanks for having us. No, thank you. Anne-Marie, you are the editor of The Current in Carmel, and now not just editor, but you're also doing lots of other things. Tell us your role in that job right now. What does it look like? Yes, um, it's been a little um, crazier than normal. So um, my actual title is managing editor. And um, right now, though, I'm also doing a lot more reporting, photography, um, just, you know, whatever needs to get done to get our paper out. Um, that's what I'm doing. So it's, um, it's, it's been stretching for sure. Mm-hmm. And Steve, you are a facilities engineer. Can you tell us what a day for work looks like for you now? Are you working from home? Yeah, so I'm working from home now. Um, I work at Roche and our campus is kind of shut down other than manufacturing and essential employees. So I've been home. Um, it's a lot of answering emails and communicating over um, over email and also Zoom meetings, lots of, lots of Zoom meetings with uh, colleagues and um, doing monitoring of our systems from, from home. Thanks for sharing. So I want people to hear what you guys do for work. So when we talk about adding in the school piece and just general, um, other difficulties that COVID brings about, um, people have context for all the things that you're trying to juggle. And, um, I'm hoping that as people listen to this podcast, they, um, one, if their families in similar situations, they feel like they're not alone. They're encouraged by you and your story of having some wins and then also having some challenges. And then, um, for fam or for people who are listening, who, maybe don't have young children at home that they're trying to juggle all of these pieces. They have an inside look of what it might look like to be a young family. And then they have an idea of how they can care for other families like you guys. So um, let's begin with how, what does a regular day at home look like these days for the last seven or eight weeks? Right. Well, um, it's usually a balancing act is how I would describe it. Um, so our daughter is in second grade. She has school three days a week that she's doing e-learning and then she has a fourth day that's a little more flexible. Um, but on the days where she's doing the e-learning, it's um, definitely a challenge trying to juggle between um, Steve and I both getting our jobs done and helping her with school, which Steve has actually done most of that. Um, and then we also have a four-year-old. He's not in school yet, so we don't have e-learning for him, but, you know, he always wants to be playing or doing something, and um, we're trying to just make sure he's, you know, also has something to do and that we're not ignoring him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the hardest part of that balance is, is not, not feeling, or just feeling like you're not doing anything well. Um, you can't, get your job done because you're being interrupted all the time but at the same time you're kind of you feel like you're ignoring your your kids during the work day um and especially donovan because he just has no concept of time and what a work day actually looks like and i seven or eight times a day he'll ask me if my work day is done mm, yeah. and if i can can i play with him now and it's just it's a it's a hard feeling to have to kind of constantly tell him no i've still got to get some work done 
Mm -hmm. When your kids um, are going to look back on this experience, what do you think they'll remember? What do you think, how would they describe the days? Mm. Wow. Um, Sorry, I just, that's a curve ball. You guys were going to that. That's a good question. I mean, honestly, the kids have not been as affected by all this as I expected they would, especially Amelia. Um, She is so social and I thought she would just hate being stuck at home all the time. But I think her and Donovan both have enjoyed um, certain things about it. We've been playing a lot of games as a family. Amelia um, has really been wanting to learn to play a lot of games. So we've been teaching her some of our favorites and that's been really fun. And then Donovan wants to play other games. So he's been um, doing a lot of that. So I hope they just remember just this extra time that we've had to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Not all the circumstances that's forced or caused this to happen and take place. Yeah, I honestly, they they know about it, but it doesn't seem to be huge for them. Yeah. And I think Donovan, it'll be funny. He's, he's four. So this will probably be one of his first big memories. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I don't know what exactly he'll remember, but it'll be, I'm sure it'll be one of the, the first things, mm-hmm. coronavirus, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's one thing that your family's been learning at this time? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess based on, um, I'll, I'll tie it back into the sermon series. We, uh, it was really convicting when Joey talked about, you think you've got things pretty well figured out, and then it, you get this big stressor in your life in this um, quarantine right now, and and all of a sudden, maybe we don't have some of those fruit of the spirit really as well as we thought we did. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, patience has been um, a struggle, for sure. Um, just trying to get stuff done and always being interrupted is, is incredibly difficult. So... Um, what, did I, what have I learned? <laughs> well, I think on top of that, building off of that, just learning to give each other grace. Mm. Um, I certainly have not mastered this, but like trying to not just assume the worst or assume other people's motives when you're annoyed or you just don't know why they're doing what they're doing. And, and I mean, it, I would say for me, just t- trying to take a deep breath and remember to be more patient more gracious and hoping that my family will be the same with me because I know I have not been an easy person to be around these last few weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, it's sad to admit how much it does affect me and my mood or, you know, not being able to go out and see others. It really does put a lot of stress on you. And so I've been also trying to remind myself to not take it personal, right? Like when other people are acting that way, I'm like, oh, it's me too. So everyone just needs grace, right? Extra grace. Good advice. Uh, So uh, what's been a joy or gift? I guess that's the opposite. What's been a gift to you and your family this season that only could have come out of these certain circumstances? Well, one thing that I would say that we've discovered that's been really fun is um, nature preserves. So, um, you know, we've, one of the few things you can still do is go to a park, but a lot of the parks have playgrounds that aren't open and that's hard, you know, cause that's why the kids want to go to the park. Mm-hmm. So I've learned about the beauty of nature preserves because they don't have playgrounds. It's um, just a place you can go and walk around. And I didn't know that there were so many of them around here. So 
um, we've been getting out and, and exploring a little bit. And it's that's been one of my favorite memories, I think, is just being outside. We've had a lot of good weather days lately. Mm -hmm. um, just having the time, just, you know, on a Monday afternoon to take a break and explore and be together. Yeah, and kind of getting back to the, I guess, the simple life. Because when you go out on these preserves, all there are, are, it's just trails and trees and logs that have fallen over and the kids just, they have fun. They don't, they don't need all the complex technology to have fun. They just climb on things and play with each other. And it's been a joy to see that. That's awesome. And then you get to avoid the struggle of having to explain why they can't go on the playground equipment or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you could say that uh, figuring out the secret of nature preserves would be a family win for you guys. Do you have other family wins or even family fails from the past few weeks that you'd be willing to share to maybe give other families some ideas or maybe encourage families who also feel like they've had some things fall flat? I'll share my fail quickly. So at the very beginning of the quarantine, um, I had this idea that, hey, we're at home more than we're ever gonna be. I'm gonna clean one thing a day. And it could be something small, it could be something big, like a whole room. Um, and for the first week, I did a pretty good job, but then the small things kind of ran out. And I got kind of frustrated with myself, like, you know, I, never am I gonna be home this much again. Why can I not seem to manage to make this happen? And I mean, then I realized, well, you know what, we're home, but we've also got two small kids here that are, you know, constantly still making messes. And um, on top of this, we're trying to do e-learning and I'm trying to work and Steve's trying to work. So, I mean, we're here, but that doesn't mean we have all this extra time. So um, I, I learned to give myself some grace too through that fail. And I, I'm still trying to, to get some cleaning done, but the goal has just gone out the window. <laughs> That's great. The standard, it's just doing something at some point, sometime, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. It's all changed. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to a podcast recently about like tips to keep, keep your home clean during quarantine. And I thought, wow, this sounds so lovely. I could do this. And then I thought about it a little bit longer. I'm like, mm, no, that's too much. Be really realistic tricky. here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sounds great. But yeah. So what about a family win for you guys? Um, well, I've, so this is, this will be the second year we've done this, but we had uh, an idea to do what we called a yes day with our kids. And so what that means is that whatever they ask for, um, we, we have to say yes. And so there are some rules around that where they can't ask for anything too expensive or anything that is illegal or um, could hurt somebody. Um, but in general, it's a, it's a way for us to kind of just give them some joy and have a good time and to like, reacclimate us to the word yes. Because throughout the year, you know, you're always saying no, just all the time, so many things they can't do. But, you know, on yesterday, if they want to have ice cream for breakfast, then yes, once a year, we can do that. Yeah. And by the way, this was not our idea. We stole this idea from a friend. And um, I would say it's totally okay to steal good ideas. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. And, so uh, tell I us think about your yesterday. Yeah. So we, we have done it in April. We gave the kids the option to postpone it since we can't go do things that they might want to do. And they were, they did, they wanted no part of that. They wanted yes day as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we decided we were going to go ahead and do it. And the weeks leading up to it, our kids had been talking about getting a puppy. 
And we had told them, we've been telling them for years, it feels like, that we're not getting another dog until the dog we have now is gone and we've got some time to get just used to life without. So, yes. but kind of separately, Amory and I had been thinking, man, this might be an amazing opportunity um, to do this. And then we started talking about it and we realized we were both on the same page. And uh, so we, we decided we were gonna get a dog on Yes Day if we could find one. And as it turns out, it was really hard to find one because a lot of other people have the same idea really? of getting a, wow. getting a pup, puppy during quarantine. And so that was part of the deal is it's, since we're both home, we have the time to be here and take care of him and train him. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of other people are thinking the same thing. Wow. Okay. I didn't even think about that being an option. That's great. Yeah. So the, the whole week leading up to yesterday, we were looking for puppies and just couldn't, couldn't get one to work out. And then on the Thursday after just, I was so dejected from having this great idea and not being able to get it to work out. I was, I prayed, just let it happen. If you want it to happen, God, and it would be so amazing. Just the, the experience and the memories for our kids. Um, but on Thursday I found a, I found a, we were looking for a, a lab. Um, cause we had had a lab previously and it would be a perfect dog for, for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we found one and it all worked out and we were able to get it on yesterday and we surprised them in the morning when they did ask for a dog, we were able to say yes. And we had this all orchestrated and they were both so excited and it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's the best. That's awesome. You guys, what else did you kids ask for on yesterday? <laughs> Lots of chocolate and sugar. <laughs> yeah. As it, as it turned out, it was mostly just candy. Constantly yeah. <laughs> they wanted to eat candy. I think they ate most of their Easter candy on yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. You guys, thanks for sharing that idea. I would like to do that. I bet a lot of people listening now also want to make that something that they do with their family. It's fun, but it is exhausting for parents. So that's why it's only one day a year. That's and right. we've also told them that this puppy thing is not happening on every yes day. The one time Smart. thing. One yeah. time thing. Yes, that's great. So uh, the final two questions to wrap up our time together is uh, would be for somebody who's listening that maybe doesn't have, they don't have young kids or, um, worrying about juggling all of these pieces. In fact, I've talked to a few people recently who say they have more time than ever because um, they can't go anywhere, do their normal activities, right? And so they're juggling actually a lot less. And so for those people, um, if someone's wanting to serve younger families um, like you guys or serve their parents um, like you two in, um, they're wrapped up in homeschooling and working and trying to clean and all those things. What ideas would you give them as ways to serve? Um, I think just understanding what we're trying to balance. You know, I do hear about people having just so much time right now. And in some ways that sounds so nice, um, but just, you know, give us some grace. If we aren't responding, you know, immediately, we probably have 15 things going on at the same time. Um, and I, you know, I think if, if you employ someone who's in this situation, just, you know, understands things might not get done right away or um, it just, just the people understanding, you know, that we have a lot to balance right now goes a long way. But I would say also, if it's, if it's feasible, like, it's okay to, to ask for help or to accept help. Um, childcare is something that is and has been a permitted 
um, reason to leave your house. So for a while, my mom was helping us out with, um, with the kids a couple days a week, which was a huge, huge, huge help. I know that's not feasible for everyone, um, especially considering the circumstances right now, but you know, it's, it's something that's permitted. So if it works for you, like it's okay to, to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or to reach out, you know, if you're that person, reach out to yes. those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How could our church body be praying for you and other families in similar situations? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just for personally, I just need some miraculous help with the, with patience and even understanding with our kids because they don't understand what's happening and I don't know what's going on inside of their heads. And so I want to make sure that they're getting the most out of this time without it. it, A lot of times it just feels like I'm ignoring them and I need some more patience with them and um, just understanding of what they need. Yeah. And also I don't want to waste this time Mm -hmm. because I mean, hopefully this does not happen again. and I feel like as much as I have, I have hated the pandemic and struggled through it um, emotionally and mentally, I realize I'm probably never again going to have this much time with my kids. And I don't wanna waste it. I want to use it wisely. So just prayers that, you know, that we both could do that. And, and I'm sure other families probably feel the same way. Um, I just, I want to use the time well, um, but at the same time, I, like Steve said earlier, it, it, it does feel like when you're trying to balance so many things, you're not doing any of them as well as you'd like. So just, you know, wisdom on how to balance things and, you know, what to do, what not to do, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you guys so much for being on our podcast today. And thanks for recording and giving us, sharing all of the, the good things and the hard things with us and being open to do that. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Cut for Time this week. We'll be back again next week with another special guest. And um, if this podcast was encouraging to you in any way, we encourage you to share the podcast with somebody that you know or somebody else in Faith Church who maybe doesn't know that Cut for Time exists. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.